Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, my friend. Steven. How, how scared are you right now of the blood-sucking kissing bug that they found in Indiana? Um, obviously not very scared because uh, I've never heard of it. You've never heard of it? It's all over the news. It 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 sucks your blood around your mouth. It's it, it gives you it gives you little bug kisses and just sucks the blood right out of you. But if you drink enough alcohol, Stephen, the um, the bugs can't latch on. Oh, is that it? Okay, so you 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 want to talk about about alcohol right now? Let's do some beer talk, buddy. What are, what are you drinking tonight? What's going down the slippery slopes of Dustin McKibben? This was a beer that was recommended to me by Rick at the liquor store. Liquor Rick? <laughs> liquor Rick. That's what we call him. He's Lickery Rickery. This is a Sweetwater Brewing Company 420 strain. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? 420 strain? Yeah. How much weed is in that beer? Well, what's funny is as I opened it, I did get this weed-like aroma of marijuana. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, my wife's going to come down here and wonder what's going on. Did you think maybe it was marijuana Pepsi? Something. I'm sorry, Dr. Marijuana Pepsi? Dr. Marijuana Pepsi, is that a thing? That is another thing that's going viral right now. There is a woman named Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyck. That's right, she's (laughs) apparently Dutch. And, uh... Apparently. She got her doctorate today. She became a doctor. So she's now Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. Did she choose Did she choose that name? No, or that was her was birth that? name on her birth certificate. People are going crazy about it. They love it. Wow. Did they interview her parents? I think they were too stoned to give an interview. <laughs> I think they were they like, I never thought in a million years our little marijuana would ever go on to become a doctor when i heard dr marijuana pepsi i was like wow dr pepper pepsi have come together to form a new drink that's marijuana infused and it's going to be amazing right but no no it has to be yeah i assume people just call her mary i assume so as well maybe mary jane mary, mary pepsi <laughs> mary pep mp MPV. DMP. Doctor. I haven't done a lot of research into this. I just saw it trending on Twitter and I loved every everything I saw. She might not be Dutch, but you know, typically if a name starts with Van, a last name, or that's maybe, a Dutch name. Maybe she's maybe they call her Vandy. Yeah, maybe. Vandy. She's got that marijuana Pepsi candy. <laughs> Vandy with that marijuana Pepsi candy. <sighs> Good stuff. Dustin, tonight I'm foregoing beer because, uh, you know, I'm... Are you? I just took a trip out of California. I'm trying to get healthy now. Uh, I saw all the people out there eating their avocado toast, doing their intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. wearing yoga pants everywhere. And I was like, I got to get healthy too. So I was like, I'm just going to avoid, you know, drinking beer late at night from now on. So you're just drinking looks like iced tea? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm drinking an old fashioned. I figure, Mm -hmm. you know... 
we gotta get we gotta get back tea. to our roots here in America, and there's nothing that grounds us more than a little bit of bourbon whiskey with some bitters, some sugar, and some ice. You know, a good old mm-hmm. fashioned drink. It's I call it a weight loss shake. A weight loss shake. Mm-hmm. Some might call it a weight loss icy. Yeah, no. I mean, what whatever you need to call it to make yourself believe it's a good thing to drink at night. That's right. When you're trying to get back in shape. As one would do. Yeah. So, Dustin, we got a lot of follow-up. Yep. But... We got a lot of follow-up. So much. But the thing I'm most interested in hearing about and follow-up is... Dustin, a while ago, you talked at length about your SEO guy. Then you didn't talk about him for a very long time. Then sure. you talked about him and made me blank it out of the podcast because you're mad, but you didn't want to make him mad in case he listened. And then you talked about him again to say he had gone out of business a little bit later. But yeah. there's new news on this on this SEO guy and on his new, new fronts? I mean, I have not, uh, not had this confirmed. But what the rumor mill is spitting out about Mr. Benjamin Turner, formerly of Turner Web Services, uh, who specialized in search engine optimization for wedding photographers or just photographers in general, um, who many um, might have heard of. But he, I guess, told everybody he went out of business so that you Mm -hmm. wouldn't try to collect your money. Everybody got sent a email from a supposed attorney stating that he had filed bankruptcy in the state of Florida and to contact his attorney if you had any questions. And it all seemed super normal. Well, I found out from somebody who used to work for him <laughs> that it was all smoke and mirrors, Stephen. It was, there was no attorney. It was a bogus email that he sent out. He never really filed for bankruptcy. Wait, wait, he sent out like Benjamin Turner sent out or the guy who worked for Benjamin Turner? <laughs> Benjamin Turner sent it out. Nice. Nice. Under like a fake law firm. <laughs> and he just hoped and no one would ever Google that law firm. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I didn't. Did this former employee Googled find it. it out because he was like, wow, I didn't get my severance check when I got let go. Um, and then he went to try to contact the law firm and it didn't exist. And he's like, well, wait, what's going on here? And then slowly realized that, uh, there was no bankruptcy that had been filed. There'd been no, he'd been let go for no reason. Well, like I a think lot of what he probably failed to realize is anyone that he had hired to work with him in search engine optimization is probably really good at finding things on the internet. And... So, yeah, this guy tracked him down and found out that he's now doing search engine optimization for um, marijuana dispensaries. My man. My man. Apparently, there's a need for that. (laughs) You mean you can't just put sales marijuana on the internet and then, like, people flock to you? I I mean, I watched Dr. Marijuana Pepsi go viral today because somebody had the name marijuana. (laughs) Yeah, she's probably now named after a strain of, you know, or a strain is named after her in Colorado. (laughs) Or California. People are probably now going into their local dispensary and saying, 
I don't know what I saw on Twitter, but let's just say I want that Pepsi Van Dyke strain, brother. Hook me up. Oh, so you think it's Van Dyke, not Van Dyck? V-A-N-D-Y-C-K? Mm-hmm. Van Dyke. Okay. You know, Dick Van Dyke, wasn't it D-Y-K-E? Dick Van Dyke? Was it? Dick Van Dyke? We, he, and I, he and I had a falling out. I don't really remember. But yeah, I want to dig in uh, more into this SEO guy and see what we can uncover. Uh, maybe turn this into like a monthly segment. A monthly called... true crime segment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could be a lot of fun. So if anybody wants to join in the fun and uh, dig anything up, you can find on the whereabouts or the happenings of um, Mr. Turner. Let us know. Send us an email. I'm I'm super pumped for this new segment. I can't wait to see what your sleuthing brings up. And, uh, you know, can't wait to uh, get that cease and desist letter from Benjamin Turner's fake attorney. Telling, attorney. Us, <laughs> telling us to stop talking about him on the podcast. <laughs> really looking forward yeah. to that one. I, I'm super looking forward to it. Because, obviously, he didn't listen to it when we threw him on the... F- flames last time around so. you mean the time where i had to cut out his name every single time you mentioned him <laughs> or the other time the other time okay. where we actually actually did talk about him <laughs> so we got more follow-up this comes from listener and and friend zane naylor um zane works for a company that does like event lighting atmospherics um sound audio like a bunch of different stuff um they also do photo booths. Like Zane, Zane, the company works for is all over the place. Do they do? They do, do they do balloon With animals? Event production. I don't think they do balloon animals. They're, they're into things that make money. Do not, they do face painting? Not things painting? you give away for free. Nope. No. Not things you would pinatas? find at a child's carnival. Maybe pinatas. Just trying to really get the scope of Zane If the Naylor's. pinata is full of smoke, then yeah, probably. So smoke pinatas is what Zane awesome. Naylor specializes. Zane, I got a great idea for you. Smoke, take those Enola Gay smoke grenades that you're an authorized dealer of, stick them inside of a pinata and just let a kid hit them. I guarantee there will be a fire, but you know, so it'll be worth Harry Potter themed party, <laughs> hit the, hit the pinata, boom, Patronus. Uh, yeah, no, th- make the pinata sorting hat shaped. It'd be awesome. Give them baseball sh- bat shaped wands. So anyway, Zane wanted to weigh in after our conversation about the really crappy um, dry ice machine that I saw. So Zane wanted to uh, let us know there are different types of smoke haze effects you can create. Um, so there's fog, which is can be used as, as a general term for most stage and event atmospherics. Fog refers to like medium weight and he says in this case, weight refers to the density and opaqueness of the cloud effect. Mm-hmm. Then you can do haze, which is very light, almost dusty look. Um, I think he says that this is kind of like what atmosphere aerosol and other canned atmospheric products produce. Right. And uh, then after that, there's low-lying fog, which would be more like what the dry ice thing was supposed to be. And then there's cryo, which is uh, what you see at like concerts and sport entrances, where like a thing of smoke goes like straight up in the air when like people walk out or whatever. 
Um, and then there's also smoke, which is usually produced using a pyrotechnic device, heat usually in the form of a spark or a flame. And then there's also smoke grenades, a.k.a. smoke bombs, which Zane is an authorized dealer. He can sell you those for Manola Gay. Uh, so he just wanted to kind of give us a, a kind of full picture of everything that there is available to us as photographers in this space if we want to do something like this. Um, and then Zane went on to post some lovely photos of the different things. Um, if you're not in the Facebook group, go ahead, jump in there and just do a search for Zane Naylor. It's Z-A-N-E and his last name's N-A-Y-L-O-R. And uh, he shared a bunch of pictures of the different effects that his company has created at different events that they've done. And the very first one is the dry ice pellets, which is the one I was complaining about, dropped into hot water, which create a dancing on the clouds effect. Um, and this, it like, looks amazing. It actually looks like, you know, the couple's dancing in the middle of clouds. Not like I saw where it looked like a slight mist on the ground that quickly dissipated into nothingness. So, uh, it's really cool. Oh, Nailer the Sailor. Sailor Nailer, yeah. Sailor Nailer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, Zane has a bunch of pictures. He also has a video there. Um he works for a company called MBE Event Group, which is a company founded by a guy from Muncie, Indiana, who Jen and I knew back when we lived in Muncie. Cool company. Anyway, um, let's move on to our next order of business. Carl Osmond sent Carl me... Carl Osmond? Yeah, sent me a message today. Carl Osmond, Capture One, biggest supporter, biggest fan, um, sent me this message. I've committed a sin... I've gone back to Adobe. I feel like a dirty photographer that has cheated on Capture One. We have departed ways because she couldn't keep up with my workflow. She was slow and old. Lightroom flittered her eyes at me and I couldn't resist. <laughs> Might have to take the professional off of my CV now. Oh, he's slumming it with the rest of us now, Stephen. Yeah, I I looked up to Carl. He was the only professional photographer I knew. <laughs> and now he's just an amateur like the rest of us now that he's given up on Capture One. This is depressing. So depressing. He traded in that old broad for a new updated model. Um, So over on the Raw podcast with Dave and... Shit, I can't remember the other person's name. Uh, it's another photography podcast they talk about weddings and stuff um and it's two guys from i believe ireland and one of them was trying out capture one recently uh specifically because they were trying to get i think it was like fuji cameras or sony can like there's different types of capture one you can download some that'll work with like better with fuji and some that work better with sony as opposed to just like the normal capture one um and so they were trying it out because one of them had made the switch to either Fuji or Sony, and they weren't liking the way Lightroom worked with the files. So they tried out Capture One to just kind of see what that was like. And after giving it a try, like in one podcast, they talked about it saying it was great. And then the next one, they were like, I don't know. I think I'm going to go back to Lightroom just because it's a lot of work learning like a whole new system, trying to migrate over and stuff. So, um, if anybody is interested in more about Capture One, you could listen to the Raw podcast. Their most two most recent episodes, they talk about that specifically and how it works with your workflow and how it might work better if you're using Fuji or Sony. 
Um, all things I don't know about because I'm not a professional photographer and I don't use Capture One. <laughs> I barely know how to but use Lightroom. I could. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I use the Capture One of the video have, world, which is known as Final Cut Pro. You have so many people at Bespoke Tone that use those programs for you so that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, Bespoke Tone. The, the mega company with so many people who work for us. It's not just all Jen and me. Exactly. Mostly Jen. Precisely. Neither one of us knows how to use Capture One. So, That's Dustin. That matters. Steven. Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. We got a lot of topics this week. I mean, first up, we got to talk. You're you're leaving me. Uh, technically, you already left me. If we're going to be clear here, I came back. You just came, back, came back from a wet and wild adventure with Ulysses del Toro. That is true, but I came back for you because I love you. But you're leaving me to mm-hmm. go to Mexico, and I don't know if you're ever coming back. So the question I have is Ulysses del Toro going to meet me in Mexico? <laughs> Will there be a Harry Potter world in Mexico? You've met Ulysses Del Toro before. Did you did you go to Harry Potter World with him when you did that? Ulysses Del Toro gave me so many things when I was with him mm. that I barely remember that evening. <laughs> it's like a mirage. All right, all right, all right. Save it for the Patreon then, I guess, or whatever. Um, you're going to Mexico, though, next week. Why are you going to Mexico? Uh, we have a wedding in Mexico, Steve, because we are wedding photographers. How does that work out? Uh, that works out where a couple sees our work, Stephen. They say, wow, those guys really know how to snap a shutter, look at a lens, pick it, put it on, click it. And uh, they decide, if I could have anyone at my wedding it's hundreds and hundreds of miles away on a tropical ocean-like setting. Dustin is that guy. He is that person. So you're not you're not going as a second shooter? No. It is Corinne and I. Primary shooter? So yes, I am nice. second shooting for Corinne. Oh, that's even better. You know, put all the stress <laughs> of capturing everything perfectly on her. You just get to play around and have fun. That's what I do most of the time. I wish. I I did get to second shoot a few weeks back, and uh, it was fun, but, like, super stressful for me to, like, not have that control of Mm. picking my angle Mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to give a a big shout-out and a big thanks, Abu, to... Hold on here. Looking up the name... I don't remember everybody's name like Steven. Uh, Brandon Russell uh, for reaching out to me with some suggestions on underwater housings for my camera setup for my trip. Brandon's a good but guy. He was a little, little too late because uh, all the housings he recommended to me were completely sold out already. Um, so I bought one. <laughs> In typical Dustin fashion. Yeah, Brandon Russell was also too late. He's in Laguna Beach doing an engagement session today, and I was in Huntington Beach in Newport Beach doing an engagement session this weekend. Almost crossed paths with him. Almost, but like two ships. Almost crossed swords. Two ships in the night. We just went right by each other. 
You know how it is. Wait, what? So how, how did your you engagement session go? My engagement session? It's yeah. mostly Jen's engagement session, but uh, I noticed great. from your Insta stories, yeah. you were pretty much just in a really fancy car. Oh yeah, a, ja- a, a Jaguar. A, j- Jaguar. a j- Jaguar. Did you like have to sip bourbon while you sat in the car? No, you're not allowed to drink and drive in California, Dustin. I, I didn't know if that. like I didn't know when you hit a car that's like worth more than like sixty thousand dollars. If like rules no longer apply to you, I don't know. Was the car worth more than sixty thousand dollars? I don't know much about the know. Jaguar. So uh, it was a very nice car, though, and I had to drive it for a very short period of time while Jen pulled the clients out of the car to do some shots. But there was no parking, so I. Um, Okay, maybe drive is the wrong word. I had to keep it in neutral and every once in a while move up a few feet as the line of cars in front of me moved up as parking spots opened at the place they were doing their shoot at. Never got far enough up to actually park. Ended up just pulling out of the line and driving away. So just to be clear, though, they didn't get married? No, it was just an engagement session, bud. Man, I'm sorry. But I do have a story for you. Oh, I love stories. Yeah, but for this story, I think we're going to have to head over into the drone zone. <gasps> so without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. <laughs> Dustin, I know this is going to be hard for you to believe, but I... I brought the drone with me to California. Really? Yeah, and I flew it. And I know, I know that's very difficult for you to believe as well. But what does that look like? I don't even know what that looks like, Stephen. Um, it looks like you know, just a guy with a video game controller in his hand playing, you know, maybe some like Final Fantasy. No, not Final Fantasy. Uh, playing maybe some Star Fox. Yeah, yeah, Star Fox. That's a good one. I'm gonna stick with that, Star Fox. So I was out there star foxing on the beach. Jen had a specific idea in mind for a shot she wanted to get. And so we brought the drone with us and I flew it. And the the shot Jen wanted to get was of the couple lying down on the beach while the waves rolled in. And because I'm just so adept and so skilled at, you know, operating the drone, it only took like 50 minutes for, you know, us to set the <laughs> shot up. No, I'm joking. It didn't take that long. <laughs> It took longer than I, I than I would have liked it to have taken, but so we get we get the shot set up, and um, I convinced Jen that we should just shoot video of it, <laughs> and we'll pull still frames out. You know, I'll just expose it correctly. You know, so I'm shooting video of the couple lying down on the beach, directly overhead, straight down. You know, the kind of shot that I've made fun of J- Dustin for doing multiple times before on this podcast, and. Yeah, but when you're on the beach in California, it all of a sudden makes sense. It looks great. Yeah, no, it makes sense and it looks great. Um, So the waves are washing up onto the beach and Jen positions our clients so that they are out of the range of the waves. And the whole time we've been there, the waves, there's like a line in the sand where it's like, oh, when the tide was up, a wave came all the way up to here. But we're watching the waves and it's like the waves only come about halfway up to there since we showed up. So the tide's... Mm -hmm. Going back out, I guess. I'm not certain. 
Uh, so she sets the clients <laughs> up. They're lying down. You can probably see where this is going. Um, we get everything set up to get the shot. And instead of getting this beautiful shot Jen wanted me to capture, which, uh, you know, w- we might still have <laughs> from one of the frames, still frames. But uh, w- what I actually captured was a video of our clients lying down on the beach in the sand and having a wave wash over them. <laughs> Can you put, are you allowed to post that on the group? Uh, I'm going to post it when the episode goes live. Cool, cool, cool. Hopefully by then Jen will have already like posted the photo itself. So we'll be able to do like a little compare and contrast sort of thing, you know, between what Jen's photo looks like and what, what the actual video was like. Nice. Uh, but so having been to California a few times now, do you just feel like it's not fair to be a California photographer? Yeah, it's really not fair because every time I've been to California, regardless of the time of the year or how much it's raining, everything's just brown and dry and gross looking all the time. And there's like no life. There's there's nothing beautiful there. When I mm-hmm. came back, when, when our plane landed at O'Hare Airport, um, it was like we were in a sea of vibrant greens and like beautifulness. And I finally realized why it is. And by greens, you mean Shake Shack? Yes, that as well. That their, their logo is green. That's correct. I finally realized why it is so many photographers in our area put those awful filters on that turn all their greens brown. And it's because they want their photos to look like they were taken in California, where it's just like shitty brown foliage everywhere all the time because everything's dried out and dying. Um, And, you know, there's no life. There's no vibrancy there. Not like you can find here in the good Midwest that does not include Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a great plain state. There's a lot of brown there. So, yeah. You know how Did you and Ulysses debate that while you were there? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. It's just something that popped into my head. But yeah, no, first thing we did, we landed Chicago hair. And, you know, we were like, last thing Steve ate before leaving was some In-N-Out. Everybody says that's the best burger place in the world. We got to know what's better, In-N-Out or Shake Shack. There's a Shake There's oh, Shake Shack. I think Shack. like two Shake Shacks in Chicago now. So we went straight over to a Shake Shack. Jen got a Shack Burger. I got a Smokehouse Shack Burger. Um, Did you get a milkshake? Did you get a milkshake? Yeah, I got I got the chocolate. Jen got the uh, tan and black. Ooh. Mm. And we, we also got cheese with the fries, which, you know, I was Ooh. a little bit wary of because... Those fries. You have to catch another flight. Those fries. No, we drove from oh, Chicago. You drove yeah. from Chicago, so you're good. Chicago's like two hours from Indy, so we're good. So, uh, no, but you want to dip those fries straight into a milkshake, you know, you know that mm-hmm. chocolate milkshake, or you know, actually the tan and black milkshake. That's even better, or maybe it's white and black. I forget, but uh, that one's actually better to dip the fries in than the chocolate. I would say, but the chocolate milkshake is better as a standalone thing on its own. But yeah, Shake Shack just dominated in and out so hard. They they do do a peanut butter one that's pretty dynamite. Oh, they do a peanut butter one. I don't mm-hmm. like peanut butter flavored stuff. Yeah, that's why I don't drink okay. that sweet baby Jesus with you. Next time you will. Maybe next time. Um, Everyone needs a sip of sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. But if you are from California and you've never been to a Shake Shack before, I just want you to know In-N-Out sucks compared to it. 
but comparatively, In and Out's a lot better than most burger restaurants in the Midwest. The concept of In and Out is really great. Like the simplicity and like the theming and the minimalism and all of that is really, as far as branding goes, it's really well done. I don't understand why it's so popular. It's great. Um, it's so much better than burger places around here. Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's all just get beat hands down. As far as fast food goes, it's just amazing compared to them. But anytime I go to an in and out it's like insanely busy, no matter what time of day it is. Dude, that's crazy. When Jen and I were in San Francisco, every in and out we passed on the road was insanely busy, no matter what time of day. Yeah, I just don't get it. But there weren't a ton of in and outs in the San Francisco area. It's like if you go to Culver's here. When we were in the LA area, it was like in and out was at every single exit off every single like you know highway, and. Uh, like the Chick-fil-A of the Midwest. When we went to In-N-Out, it was like there were two people in there and that was it. Sounds about right. So it was a much better experience in LA. <laughs> Plus the fries taste a lot better than they did in San Francisco. Sorry, San Francisco, your fries sucked. Probably use a healthier oil. Yeah, probably. A- avocado oil. Weak ass shit. You know what I'm saying. Do we? Do we? Huey? Louie? The Ducks? Oh, what else What else is on tap tonight, Steve? We talked about you going to Cali. What? I'm leaving for Mexico in 48 hours. Yeah, no. Dustin, there's some big news on the Adobe front. Did you read about this? So everybody uh, no. knows that Apple has been trying to push the Mac App Store down our throats ever since the iPhone App Store, the iOS App Store, became like a smash hit success. And the Mac App Store has been a huge flaming turd. Mm-hmm. But, but recently, and by recently I mean like this week, they convinced Adobe to start selling Lightroom through the Mac App Store. And here's the thing. It costs the same amount per month to get Lightroom through the Mac App Store as it costs to get it through the Creative Cloud thing. It's $9.99 a month. And for a year, it's actually cheaper because you can do like, you can pay per month or you can pay like annually. Mm-hmm. And for to buy for a full year annually, it's a dollar cheaper on the Mac App Store than it is from Adobe's Creative Cloud thing. Whoa. So the old Mac App Store deep throw technique is working. You can also, yeah, no, you can also download Lightroom through the Mac App Store and then just sign in with your Creative Cloud account. So then you can have like a Mac App Store approved app on your computer without having to have like the crazy Adobe installer Creative Cloud thing, like always up in the right hand corner of your screen. Hmm. Uh, which I mean is huge because I hate I hate all those freaking icons and I hate the Creative Cloud one especially because it's always always got like a red dot on it some notification and you click on it and it's like we've got news stories for you and it's like I don't care about your news stories if there's a red dot it should have an update that is the only reason why I ever want to see some sort of notification with Creative Cloud but. Lightroom might be in the Mac App Store, but Photoshop is not yet. So, still so got are time. you not downloading still it? Still got time to kill. We still got to wait. I already have Lightroom on my computer through Creative Cloud. I'm not going to download that and then try to manage Lightroom through the Mac App Store and Photoshop through Creative Cloud. Like, 
I don't have the full CC suite. I just have the photographer's thing. So I only have Lightroom and Photoshop and that's it. But if Photoshop became mm. available, I would delete Creative Cloud from my computer and just uh, do Mac App Store downloads all day, every day. Mac App Store makes things so much easier. If you're out there I... and you use Lightroom and you don't use Photoshop or any other Adobe like Creative Cloud apps, I would highly recommend downloading through the Mac App Store if you're on Apple. I agree. But I can wholeheartedly say I don't think I've ever bought an app off the Mac App Store. I've bought several, but I mean, I use Final Cut, Compressor, and Motion, so you know how we do. I don't. I don't. I don't know how we do. Yeah. No, I should get Lightroom, too. You think? You think? Or not Lightroom. Logic. I should get Logic, too. You think? That's an audio editing I don't know. One, so I could start editing our podcast like a real professional. Like a real Carl Osmond. Like I could put professional on my CV for audio editor. Just keep editing it in Lightroom like we do everything else. <laughs> Edit the podcast in Lightroom. That's nice. That's nice. Dustin, did you hear about the uh, royal wedding photographer and how he has made news once again? And this time, not because people think his photos are so bad like every other time. Yeah, I did hear about it. Uh, Alex, um, that's the name of the photographer, um, and I were talking <laughs> and he was saying that he wished that he could get back in the news cycle. Um, since, you know, his sort of moment of fame had passed with the Royal wedding mm -hmm. and since he legally couldn't post any of the photos, there was really nothing he could do. So he and I kind of schemed a way to wink, wink, pretend he got hacked and get some of these photos out for you guys to take a peek at. So, um, Alex, you're welcome. So that's, that's what you want to say? That's, what do you that, mean? That's, that? that's, that's, that's the line you want to take on this is Alexi, not Alex. Uh, oh, friends call him Alex. <laughs> okay. Alexi uh, did this on purpose. Yeah. We all know you can't hack Adobe Cloud. Or can you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Where do people in London store their photos? I don't know. Mm. It's all news to me. The London Cloud? The London Fog. So if you if you want to get down on that, um, you can you can look it up online. It's it's everywhere because I mean it's you know Meghan Markle. Everybody loves Meghan Markle and uh, that mm -hmm. prince she married, whoever he is. Uh, he's the hairy one. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, too hairy that they wouldn't even let him guest star in suits for an episode. But you know whatever. Oh, he wanted to guest star in suits. No, I'm joking. He's a part of the royal family. He's not allowed to act. You know, she, part of her, like, marrying him was agreeing that she wouldn't act anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That seems kind of beneath her. Um, you know, would you rather be a princess for the rest of your life or be an actress for the rest of your life? You tell me. Mm. Would you rather be a royal or would you rather be uh, an artist? I, art's in my blood, Steve. I'd figure out a way to do both. I would give up photography and podcasting in a heartbeat if I could be in a part of the royal family. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a good part. Just like a governor or a governess, you know, maybe Jen hey, gets governor. it, not me, you know, whatever. But, you know, I would give this all up in a heartbeat. You're the official dog walker, Stephen. <laughs> You're our pet bather. This is Snoofy. S Snoofy? Snoofy. Is that a British name? Snoofy, 
You'll be feeding him tea and crumpets every day at three. Then he'll have a bath and a nap. That is your job here in the royal family. Do you mind if we call you Stefan? I would prefer it, actually. <laughs> I would definitely prefer that. Uh, but yeah, I think that is a bit of a story. Royal wedding photos out. Who cares? I mean... A lot of people care. I mean, that's 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 why they targeted the photographer and hacked them because they knew a lot of people would care. That it's it's kind of a big deal because they're very private mm-hmm. and they don't want these to get mm-hmm. out. Okay, I mean, whatever, dude. If you don't care about the royal family, you don't care about the royal family. If you don't care about an American Canadian, what is well, she? I, I, She's Canadian, isn't she? Yeah, who cares? She's Canadian. I just want to say that ever since we lost. Meghan Markle and the guy who played Mike suits has really gone downhill. So if we can launch a master plan to break up the wedding or the marriage and get Mike and Rachel back on suits, I'm just saying ratings would go through the roof. <laughs> Former princess Meghan Markle back on suits. Oh. <laughs> she gave up a life of luxury to slum it. With all the actors here on Suits. On Prime, on Prime USA Network. <laughs> characters welcome. Characters welcome, Dustin. They welcome those characters. Apparently not princesses. Apparently not princesses. All those small young women, those small young girls dreaming of becoming the next Frozen Elsa or Moana. Those characters are not welcome on USA. Dustin, did you have anything else you want to talk to talk about here in our in our topic list, or did you want to go straight into Q and A? I don't know. Did you want to talk about any of these overrated lenses from F Stoppers? Yeah, no, I would love to talk about that. Dustin, what do you think is the most overrated lens if you had to say right now? Uh, I would say the most overrated lens if I had to say right now. If I'm being 100% honest with you, Stephen, for photography is the 70 to 200 millimeter. Ah, it hurts me a little bit to say that because that was my first love. That was my go-to. That was my workhorse, Stephen Van Elk. Um, but as I've matured as a photographer, as I've not let the creamy, creamy bokeh of that lens hold me back... Hold you back. Hold you back. Explain yourself. I mean, it's just, I let that factor of that lens define my photography style. And now I try to let my couples and the emotion and the posing and the environment all play a factor in it, not be so much about that lens. So now, what I'm do you use most, not a time most a place of the time now? No, no, no. What do you use most of the time now? I switch back and forth between a 50 and an 85. I would say 30%, 50, 70%, 85. Mm, interesting. Interesting. I mean, as far as portraits go, as far as like the rest of the day, I'm on a 24 to 70. Wow. So you just never whip out the 70 to 200 anymore? Just for those long Catholic churches where I need that reach because they tell me I have to be in the back of the church. Sounds like it's a lifesaver then still. In that environment, yes. But could you get away with an 85? 
and crop in a little? I think so. No, no, you couldn't. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What is the most overrated lens for you? I mean, I would 85. say if we're being on, oh my God. 85. Everybody talks so... about the 85. Like it's the best lens ever for portraits. No. Everybody talks about the 50. Everyone's like, ah, oh, the 50. It's the perfect focal length. It's everybody's it's like, oh, have you been on that 50? You should get on that. 85 you're gonna love it you're gonna make all the creamy bokehs mm. your depth of They're field like, it's, it's so like the 50 sharp. but you took two steps closer yeah that's exactly that's why people love it so much and it's when like I, oh we removed all that weird distortion when i hear people talk about it. shooting portraits with 85 all i can ever think is you have to be two steps further away from your subject than you would be if you had the 50. And I feel like you lose so much. And then you have to talk louder. You're almost yelling at them. Hey, do this. Kiss. Kiss. It's like shooting with a 70 to 200 during portraits. Ugh. Ugh. But it's, no. but it's not. No, it's the worst. It's like shooting with a 70 to 200 during portraits. Everyone knows you're that loud photographer who's barking commands at your couple. You got that 50. You're in there so nice and close. You're comfortable. You don't get the distortion you get with a 35. You're real nice up close. Everybody's all snuggly and cuddly and lovey. You can talk in a soft voice just like this. You get in there with a 35 and even a soft voice like this is too loud. And also you get that distortion, you know. I shot my last wedding almost entirely with a 50. Okay, so you're on you're on the same team as me. Do you want to know what because I thought because I thought I forgot the 85 at home. <laughs> okay. So do you want to know what Robert K Bags the Bagman for F-stoppers said was the most overrated the old lens? F-stoppers bags, man. He said the 50 mm F 1.8 Boom. There you go, the Steve. Nifty 50. Good thing I have the 1.4. <laughs> yeah, Jen and I shoot with 1.4s and a 1.2. So uh, I get what he's saying, though. Everybody says when you first get a camera and you're looking for like your first lens, your first prime lens, they say get that 50 millimeter f1.8. It's you know it's a life changer. It's gonna be so great for you. And then you uh, upgrade to like a 1.4 or a 1.2 once you've made a little bit more money and you can afford it. And there's a huge difference, like. The 50 millimeter f1.8 is just, they don't look nearly as good as like a 1.4 or a 1.2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's true. This is all true. Yeah. I mean, they just, they don't, the bokeh doesn't look as good. They don't, they don't get that. They don't get that depth of field that you want. So, I mean, I, I don't disagree with Robert as long as he's like constraining it to just that 50 millimeter f1.8. Like the 1.4s and the 1.2s that are out there are typically amazing. Um, Canon 1.2 is amazing. Sigma 1.4 is amazing. Canon 1.4 is good. It's good. It's it's not as good as the Sigma 1.4, I'd say. Um, how do you feel about the 50 millimeters? Uh, I've only ever owned one 50 millimeter. I've shot with Nikon's 51.8. I've shot with the Sigma. Uh, and I and I've only ever owned Nikon the Nikon fifty one point four the older mm -hmm. version. Uh, okay, okay. Um, which in my mind is the f more superior 
lens, as far as travel goes, it's a very small mm -hmm. lens. Um, it's the only lens I use during the prep portion of the day, uh, the getting ready. I like to kind of come in sort of unintrusive. So you said you shoot a lot on the 85? Okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah. All my portraits, 85. Yep. Crin shoots 24 to 70. I shoot. On the 85. Is it a 85 1.4 or 1.2? Uh, 85, 1.8. 1.8? What the f What are you doing? It's like a thousand dollar difference between the two lenses. Oh I my rented gosh. them both. Oh my gosh. Shot with them both and I could literally not tell the difference. I see people shoot stuff with the 85, 1.4 and the 85, 1.2 from Canon. And, you know, both look great. Um, the 1.2 looks mm -hmm. so much better though. But the 1.2 from Canon, uh, for like the DSLRs, not the new mirrorless stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, it's very slow to focus, but you know, once you do focus, it's it's beautiful. You don't you don't get an image like it anywhere else. You do have to yell really loud. Um, you're fighting, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of empty space, a lot of wind. Sometimes if it's real windy, there's like leaves and debris blowing in your way while you're trying to photograph. You just have to yell through. Um, but you know, with a 50, you don't have to yell through it. You're just getting hit by it. So advantages, disadvantages, mm -hmm. whatever you want to say. But a 1.8, an 85.1.8, where, where the hell did mm -hmm. you even find this? Nikon sells a 1.8. When? When did they sell the one eight? They still did you sell travel back in time to buy it? Uh I just I believe, can't believe like, in a world of one twos and one fours that there's still one eights out Nikon there. Nikon doesn't do any one twos. They only Gosh, do one four and one eight. Nikon? Why are you still move to Sony already? Just move to Sony. I know. My studio manager was giving me grief yesterday. Your studio manager, Dustin McKibben. No, Lily. Uh, she was giving. She shoots. Oh, Sony your intern. And she's, except she's not an intern anymore. We hired her. Oh, very um, nice. Moving she on. She shoots Sony, and she shot a wedding for us a couple weeks ago. And uh, and she was calling it. She's like, "Are you surprised that everything was in focus all the time?" <laughs> No, she Unlike was when just you're like, shooting with your Nikon 85 millimeter f 1.8. She was just commenting on just like how good the color was and that she didn't have to do any tweaking of the color because it just was like freaking spot on out of camera. And I was like, yes, I know I need to switch to Sony. Thank mm. you for reminding me. Well, that I mean that only works because Nikon's colors are shit. Uh, if, you, mm -hmm. if you'd been shooting with Canon, she would have been like, "Ugh, this Sony, it's terrible, terrible out of camera." Well, actually, coincidentally, the person she was shooting with was shooting on Canon, and mm -hmm. we had to do a lot of work with a with fifty that millimeter f one eight. No, she <laughs> was shooting a lot with the Canon seventy to two hundred. That's a beautiful lens. There's. What camera body was this person using? 5D Mark III. I don't believe any mm -hmm. of this. This is this is all, it's all this true. Is all Big Sony all influencing true. this podcast. How much did Big Sony, Sony pay your studio manager? And yes, for the people listening, I did air quotes. Uh, they haven't currently paid us anything, but if they're listening, we would like a check. 
<laughs> We've been doing this for a while now, expecting a check. It has not come. <laughs> or just equipment. Just equipment. The whole reason I have not switched to Sony yet is because I'm still waiting on that sweet, sweet gear gift pack. What what does Lily have? What is she even shooting on? That box of A7 threes. She has an A7 III uh, 50 and a 35 millimeter. Okay. And then the she A7 III solve the problem where when it's low light, everything in the shadows is like magenta and gross looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does? Okay. I yep. mean, if they made that correction, then the Sony color would look a lot better. All the Sonys I've shot on, though, have like in when when things get darker, it's like all your shadows in low light just look like magenta and purple and it's gross. Yeah, I noticed that on our A7S II, mm-hmm. um, but in hers, it seems like that problem has been corrected, and the the quality of the noise when she does go higher in ISO, mm-hmm. it's just a higher qual. Like the noise is just more pleasant. It's not as yeah. um, nasty as like the Nikon's noise. Ah, uh, yeah. I've heard people Nobody prefer Nikon's nasty noise, noise though, to Canon's noise. So, oh, Canon's noise is the worst. It's a very noisy mm-hmm. look with a side of ugh. Yeah, it's like when you're trying to put your kid to sleep at ten o'clock at night because he won't go to sleep at his normal bedtime at nine because Indiana mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, let's do daylight savings time like crazy people." So now the sun doesn't set till ten, so your kid won't go to sleep till ten, and some jackass down the street is just sitting out in their car pumping some ridiculous EDM shit that's just bass heavy as and your kid won't go to sleep because he's jamming to the music in his bed. I'm sorry, that's why we're recording late tonight, Dustin. Sounds like it's time for you guys to move to Fort Wayne where all the farmers are in bed by now here, my friend. Now, Jen and I used to live in a house surrounded by fields out in the middle of the country in Muncie. And I can tell you one thing. Farmers farm now in the middle of the night. They have headlights on those tractors. And they will be out until like midnight. And then they'll get back up at like 5 in the morning because their work ethic is amazing. And they apparently never sleep. And they're just like out there all day long. Plowing fields. Can we find farmers to edit wedding photos? (laughs) When are they going to do that? They're way too busy with everything else. What you need is that farmer work ethic. So you need to corrupt a farmer's son or daughter. Yeah. You start out, just be like, you know, this is something you can do in the winter. You don't have as much work. (laughs) And when I have no work. (laughs) Well, you just save up your edits. You know, you you tell your clients it's going to be five (laughs) to six months. (laughs) This is a long-term thing, Dustin. You're trying to get the farmers to stop farming. You need work for them. We don't deliver till February. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to start running those winter wedding specials. Yeah, you know how it is. Dustin, let's do some Q&A. Q&A me, Stevie. Let's do some Q&A. But Stevie... Rob Betts from our very own Facebook group asks, what are your policies on clients taking an original photo and posting it with a shitty yellow Instagram filter on it? Shit pisses me off. 
Our contract forbids any editing other than cropping prints if desired, but doesn't specifically say anything about filters. So uh, if you if you look up Rob Betts in the Facebook group, you can see the photos in question. There's one where the white balance looks normal. There's one which looks yellow and green, yellowish green. It's gross. So I mean, like this is like a constant. We've talked about this before on the podcast. I mean, this is just going to be something you are going to deal with, and it's not like people are being malicious, or maybe they are. Um, in trying to deface or defame you by making your photos look bad. They just have a different uh, opinion on what looks good to them versus what you think. And so when they put that filter on, it looks good. And you're like, oh, they just splashed toilet water on my photo. Piss. But at the end of the day, it's a service industry. We're not really artists. We just pretend to be. And we are serving a client and providing them with an end product. And what they do with that end product is... The only thing that would make me a little mad is the fact that they cropped your logo in the photo. Mm, and posted the now photo. We're at least they po- now we're getting somewhere. Come le- on, Dustin. At least they posted the photo with the logo, but then they cropped half of it out. I've had that happen when people make my photos, their profile picture on Facebook, but then they like crop half my logo out. So they think just Corinne works for me. Just Corinne wedding photography. And Corinne. That Dustin guy. (laughs) I need to know who ampersand Corinne is. I have to know. How do, how do we find her? All I see is Dustin ampersand Corinne in the Fort Wayne area. I'm completely lost. So, I mean, you should be thankful, though, Rob, because Heather's the one that got cut out of this photo. Yeah, this is just ampersand Rob. I hope you took it, or else Heather might be mad. It kind of looks like, because it's all cursive, it kind of looks like other and Rob. <laughs> it does kind of look like other and Rob. That You should start like a little secondary studio name, Rob. Other and Rob. Yeah, just for force, when force your wife you. right out of the business. <laughs> by the domain just you know in case. rob i gotta say i don't know why we're fighting this anymore you know i, I did, we're all we're all just we got one foot in the grave already why why do we even care anymore you know maybe maybe in the future just slap slap a shitty instagram filter all over your photos and then send it to the bride and groom it's what they want anyway maybe while you're at it just in front of them at the wedding just set your disler down your your dslr and uh disler you know take take a piss on that disler you know right in front of them and just be like look you're gonna do this with the instagram filters anyway might as well just cut out the middleman you know Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. you don't need instagram you got my piss on the lens and uh we got a yellow photo Insta dick. Wait, what? The old insta, the old insta dick approach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Where old you insta instantly aubergine. become a dick on the wedding day. <laughs> you just wait till the wedding day, and then you're like, F- all this. <laughs> it's been fun, guys, but you're about to get insta dicked. <laughs> you're gonna get some real great photos. They're gonna be insta dicked. <laughs> I, I wish I wish you had told me 
which filter you liked ahead of time, because now I'm just going to pick. Guess what? It's coming up piss every time. <laughs> it's coming up piss. Oh. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have had this happen, right? Never. Well, you guys already filter the shit out of your photos, so there's no never. need for... <laughs> All uh, of our photos are straight I out of camera. I've... We don't edit anything. <laughs> It's straight out of camera raw. We we don't even give JPEGs to our clients anymore. We just give them raw photos. We want them to have that raw experience. And uh, when we get questions from them that are like, hey, uh, what do I do with these CR2 files? We say, I don't know. Figure it out. You didn't pay us for that. <laughs> you uh, you mean, want Rob, one, JPGs? One... You want .jpgs? Yeah. Well, send me another thousand dollars, and I'll convert those .cr2s to .jpgs. And if we have, you know, a second shooter working for us, it might be .nefs or you know whatever .dngs. Who knows? Some Sony file. I don't know what Sony files are. <laughs> like AWR or something. Something Dot... with an A. Hour. I don't know why they couldn't just make it dot Sony or something. <laughs> SNY. Why couldn't they just make it dot CR2? <laughs> why couldn't Nikon and Sony just make it dot CR2? Let's make it easy. For me. For me. <laughs> for for you. Uh I mean Rob, really honestly at the end of the day, what will make your life better? What will make you sleep better? Stop following your clients on Instagram. <laughs> Look, Rob, don't be friends with your clients. You you don't want to have a friendship with them. They are they've entered into a monetary contract with you. There's a very strict thing going on there. It's um they give you money, you perform service for them, you no longer have contact with them. They're actually when you get paid as a wedding photographer, you think you're getting paid to take the photos and then deliver the photos. What you're actually getting paid for is to never contact them again after you deliver <laughs> the photos. They don't want to yeah, know that you're doing a sale on prints. They don't want to know that you're doing a sale on newborn shoots. They don't want to know that, hey, you got some family photo mini sessions coming up. They're paying you to stay out of their lives for the rest of their lives. Yes. Yes to all of that. <laughs> I'm, I, we've never been in agreement about anything before. This is amazing. I Maybe, we, should we end the podcast? <laughs> well, it was Tempting. great, folks. Shut it down. Do you want to do another question? I feel like, I feel like we helped Rob out a ton there. Um, Josh Withers from our very own Facebook group says, how do you reply to an inquiry from Facebook for five years and seven months away. So Josh got this inquiry. Hey there, Josh. So my partner and I have been talking about getting married. It's kind of funny as we're not yet actually engaged. However, we have set a date for our wedding. It's still a little while off, but it is. But it just gives us time to be able to save up and get everything organized. Um, there's a lot more to it, but I'm going to cut it there. It's five years away, this wedding. And Josh officiated one of the people's cousin's weddings. Um, and this person was the cousin's maid of honor. It was star- it was a Star Wars-themed wedding. So are Josh, they maybe... Josh to officiate it or photograph it? Josh, Josh is an officiant. They're asking him to officiate it. That is correct. Okay. So just say you need paid in full up front. 
and uh, yeah, you'll do it. Done. Now, Josh, you did state that uh, the person who said that they were the maid of honor in their cousin's wedding, and you would probably remember it because it was a Star Wars-themed wedding. I think maybe it's time to ask this person, like, look, five years is a long time away. If I'm going to put you on the books for five years from now, I need to know, what are you planning to do to top your cousin's Star Wars-themed wedding? Mm-hmm. Is this mm-hmm. going to be a Doctor Who-themed wedding? Is it going to be a Marvel-themed wedding? Um, I got to X-Men. know. X-Men. Is it going to be an X-Men? X-Men's part of Marvel now. Can I dress it's back? Like... X-Men is back in the Marvel fold. Do you, did you not know this? Did you not what? know this? X-Men's, X-Men Disney is... bought DC? Oh my gosh. You're an idiot. X-Men is Marvel. Apparently. It's always been Marvel. Fox got the rights to X-Men for movies. Disney bought Fox, X-Men, back in the Marvel Universe fold, if they want it to be. After Dark Phoenix, I don't know if they want it to be, but, you know. (laughs) I guess, oh yeah, because Deadpool was part of Marvel. Okay, yep. Deadpool is also owned by Fox, that is correct, or was owned by Fox. Now it's all owned by Disney. Disney owns the world. Yeah. So that's why uh, like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in the Marvel movies couldn't be called mutants. And that's why in X-Men there was a Quicksilver and in Avengers there was also a Quicksilver. It was the same character. It's just in the Marvel movies they had to say he wasn't a mutant. He was something else. Um, and in the X-Men movies mm. he was a mutant. So that was like the whole division there between what Marvel could use and what Fox could use was if something is classified as a mutant, you can't use it. Marvel, um, Fox is and going Sony to use used to own all of the Spider-Man. Sony still owns Spider-Man. Oh yeah. They've just Sony smart and they've cut a deal with Marvel where they do like, Hey, we'll put Spider-Man in your movies. You put, you know, Nick Fury and, uh, Iron Man in our movies. And, uh, you know, that'd be good for both of us going forward. But Spider-Man's also a Marvel character. That is correct. Hmm. Learn a little bit of something every day. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why we answer these questions from wedding celebrant Josh Withers. <laughs> so we can talk about Marvel. So, uh, I hope that helped, Josh. <laughs> Next question. Now, five years away. Have you, ever, have you ever booked someone for five years away? Let's talk for reals. I think two, two and a half years, I think, is the furthest out I've booked someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just booked a bride for next May. So not this coming May, but the May after, May 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, that, I think, is pretty far out. We booked one two years ago for this coming fall. Um, and it panned out. Nice. I love it when they pan out. But you know what I love more? When they pay in full and then they cancel. <laughs> it, it, they, book, they book so far in advance that I forgot about it. Wait, <laughs> they book so far in advance you forgot about it and then you booked another no, yeah, wedding I mean, I on the it, same day? Well, no, I didn't book another wedding, but I forgot about it. And then when somebody inquired as it got closer and I was like, oh, I don't think we booked anything for that month yet. And I looked at my counter. I'm like, who the hell is this? Like, did you push them off on your associate or what'd you do? 
I don't remember. I just remember. Did you book both like, weddings? Did you I book had to both look weddings? Them up. No, 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 no. Let's go back. Did you book both weddings? Steve, are you free? Are you free to shoot a wedding? <laughs> I've done this for you before when you book two weddings on the same day. <laughs> yes. I'm all about triple booking. No, I mean, you got to get it done. Hey, that's more money in your pocket, you know? That's right. That is right. So what's the longest, furthest out? I mean, do you, I mean, I know some photographers in my area that do sort of like, they won't take weddings that are over a year out. Like they have like sort of, because they don't know what their life is going to be. They don't know if they're still going to be in the same area. They're very transient. You know, they could see a cool concert ticket come up for sale and they're like that wedding oh forget that wedding i'm I'm gonna go see vampire weekend right yeah that's what i did the other weekend you know exactly Joking, i didn't do that just blew um, off a wedding to go see a concert yeah <laughs> i don't even know what that bride did for a photographer i didn't tell her in advance or anything um no uh i think the furthest out jen and i booked has been like two years or two and a half years and we currently have a client, and Jen's probably going to kill me for getting this wrong, because I'm sure I'm getting it wrong in some way, shape, or form. But I'm pretty certain we have a client right now who booked us like two years in advance and then has pushed their wedding back several times. And then uh, what Jen's done is when they contacted her to see if they could push the wedding back, um, I believe what she said was something along the lines of like, Hey, that's that's fine if you want to push the wedding back, but like I lost like other bookings on that date, so you're gonna lose your deposit. And if you want to push your wedding back, you have to pay a new deposit. And they've agreed to do that, so you know uh, we ended up still making money from them, but you know we might have lost some money from not booking somebody else on their date or something like that. But as far as booking somebody five years in advance. I would say that's one of those things that's real crazy. And I might just, you know, respond to them and just be like, Hey, I'm super excited for your wedding and, you know, I'm going to pencil it in, but let's, you know, wait. And I don't take bookings more than two years, one year in advance, whatever it is. Um, and I know part of the reason why somebody might be trying to book you five years in advance is they're afraid you'll raise your prices and they won't be able to afford you or something like that. And I would say if somebody's trying to book you five years in advance so that they can save up money. I doubt most people think about that. Uh, this person said that they were trying to save up so that they could get everything they wanted in their wedding and get everything organized. Mm -hmm. Maybe at that point you just say like, you can't, you can't maybe afford me <laughs> if, if it's going to take you five years. Like I, I love you and I, you know, I want you to have the wedding you want, but maybe, maybe just get married. Maybe just get married, you know, and don't don't wait five years because I feel like mm -hmm. I feel like I'm I'm turning money away there, but I'm also feeling like maybe I'm making a lifelong friend, and you know, you know that person's not paying me to never talk That's to true. them again, so that person you know would may, maybe become a lifelong friend um, because I turned them away from from my business and I told them to you know just get married right now. Don't let anything hold you back another second from your loved one. Uh, you know, keep pushing things forward. Always be moving on to the next thing, bigger, better all the time. Five years from now, you might not love this person anymore. You might have, you know, split up. If you just get married now, then you can have a divorce and that'll be much harder to split up. And 
if the other person makes more money than you, it can be much more profitable for you in the yeah, long run. Yeah, when you divorce. Yeah, no. Yeah, because if you're just dating and you split up, like, you don't get anything. But if you're married and you split up, like, you you, you might get a lot. Fcs, Fcs. Yeah. I'm glad your mind is in the right place on this, Dustin. So, Josh, um, you know, maybe, maybe just say, hey, I would love to meet with you um, for, like, half the price of what you'd pay me in five years. I will officiate a wedding for you tomorrow. I'm free tomorrow. Let's get this done. Let's knock this out of the park. Bird in hand is better than two in the bush. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And five mm-hmm. years from now, that's, that's birds in the bush. You don't know that's, that that's going to do happen. It, man. Unless you can take all that money up front and just tell them like, hey, yeah, you can book me for five years from now. It'll cost five times whatever I'm charging this year. Just so you know, that's what it costs to book me this far in advance. 5X, whatever I'm charging this year, upfront, non-refundable. That's what I did. I think <laughs> we booked a wedding three years in advance, one we were first starting out. And at that time, we I think we charged like 3400 for that wedding. And I was like over the moon. And they ended up calling off the wedding. Ouch. Yeah. You got all that money though, still? No, I didn't I didn't get paid up front. That's where I made that mistake. <sighs> Super far in advance weddings, man. You got to get paid up front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I've had the reverse happen where I thought the wedding was that calendar year and the wedding was the following calendar year. I misread the year when they booked. And so I I called him like a month up and I'm like, Hey guys, let's go ahead and start. You know, I know I'm a little behind on the eight ball here, but let's get your wedding timeline, you know, punched out here. want to make sure we have all our ducks in a row. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's do it, Dustin. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm asking them questions like, Oh, we, we haven't quite figured this out yet. Or, you know, figured we're not sure if we're going to do a limo or like, guys, this, (laughs) this, this wedding is really coming up here. I mean, how do you not know, some of these details and they're like, Dustin, our wedding is still like a year out. Is this like normal? I'm like, are you guys punking me right now? Like, what do you mean? It's a year out. And they're like, yeah, we're not getting married until next September. You thought you booked us for a Saturday wedding. It's actually a Monday wedding and it's Labor Day. (laughs) The Super Bowl of weddings. I thought, I thought it was a Friday wedding of that year, and it turned out it was the f- next year's Saturday. Thankfully, I wasn't already booked for it, um, but I did lose out on that weekend from that year, which really sucked. Man, that does suck. Yeah. Find you a good CRM and uh, hook in. Are we sponsored by any CRMs yet? <laughs> by all of them. That's the problem. We can't talk about any of them because we're sponsored by all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Jen and I use Pixify to manage all of our client relations stuff. And Jen could tell you a lot about that because she's the one who does almost all the uh, work in Pixify and I do hardly any. What do you use? Do you use HoneyBook? And we use HoneyBook. We use HoneyBook. Quick, get, send HoneyBook a message. Tell them we, <laughs> we want to sign so we up for the educator thing. We'll, we'll put a code we in We need to. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's an inside joke between me and Dustin. Honeybook told us a long time ago they'd love to uh, have us be like Partner. educator, sponsor sort of people. And mm-hmm. we've never, never followed up on that because we didn't believe in the product as much as uh, as much as other people do, I think. 
but I've never used the product, so it's all on Dustin. He doesn't believe in the product. <laughs> I just don't use it to the fullest because I haven't had the time. But you also use another CRM. You only use HoneyBook for your video production, right? No, I use HoneyBook for photo, and I use Agree.com for video. Oh, okay. Okay. Why do I use two separate services? Yeah, it doesn't even Why buy into it enough to use it for both video and photo. Well, I bought into agree.com back when it was in beta and they had sort of this like $99 lifetime, you know, legacy membership type thing mm -hmm. where you don't ever go up in price. And I thought, because the, the original concept of agree.com was simply contracts. And, um, and I, at the time didn't have a great contract. And so I used it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding photo podcast with Dustin and Steve. Sorry. It sounded like you were rambling there. Did, were you going to finish that one? Me? Yeah. No. Were you going to finish that? You had some thoughts about agree. Okay. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Stefan. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. Only the finest for the finest in phototainment with me and Dustin. If you want to connect, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Stefan is at Stephen Van Elk. Stefan Van <laughs> Stephen Stefan Van Elk. Stefan Stephen Van Elk. Stefan Van Elk Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> find, I feel like Stephen's Find alter all ego the Stephen account. Van Elk news at Stefan Van Elk. <laughs> If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But but if you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to Steve and Dustin SaveTheWorld.com and you can sign up to support us for as little as one dollar a month. But but if you want to get that good, good content like new Patreon supporter Josh Withers is getting, then you can sign up at five dollars a month. $5 a month will get you our weekly podcast called Stephen Doesn't Save the World, where we answer random questions from Facebook. Why? Because that's everybody's favorite part of this podcast. So <laughs> we're just doing more of it. We're doing more of it on, you know, Everybody our Patreon. More. Um, we, yeah. Uh, Dustin and I also, we, we talk about more serious things on there, thing, things that maybe we feel like we can't share on the main podcast because you know, they're just way too political we're just getting suit. No, I'm joking. We don't get very political <laughs> over there, but um, no, or do we? we, we would love to have you guys over there signing up um, to hear all the extra bonus content we're putting out. Just like Josh Withers, Josh Withers of the rebels guide to getting married. It's a YouTube channel slash podcast that he does. That's really awesome. Um, so thank you so much to Josh Withers and thanks to everybody for listening. And we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another, another wedding, wedding or officiate another wedding like Josh Withers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. You back for Mexico yet? Were, were you going to go somewhere with your honey book agree thing or? No. No. Just just wanted to tell everybody the history of agree.com. <laughs> agree.com was founded in nineteen eighty-five. It was before most companies had websites.
Well, it's uh, an offspring of shoot proof, I believe. Or not shoot proof, show it. Shot proof? Shot proof. Shot prof? No, show it. It's one of the brainchilds of uh, show it tears. I want to pitch you my idea. You've heard of shootproof.com, mm. but have you heard of shotprof? Mm. Shotprof is my educational website for photographers, which in no way is just trading off the fact that it sounds kind of like shootproof and people might accidentally put shotprof into their web browser. So it's not a website you go to to see pictures of your professors taking <laughs> shot? Pictures of your professors taking shots. Yes, that's exactly what it's going to be. Go to shotprof.com right now. I hope that's not something terrible. <laughs> it's like a rate my professor, but for blackmail? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, it's, it's a blackmail website for students to blackmail their professors so they can get better better grades doesn't what have you been uh what have, what have you been doing recently what have you been listening to what have you been i've been cramming a shit ton again amount of work in uh in preparation for our trip to mexico because cool. as i always seem to forget and correct me if i'm wrong they speak spanish down uh, there that's correct yes as a freelance uh entrepreneur self-employed type person uh when you leave all forms of income uh, stop coming in. Yeah, that's so also correct. You can't work if you're not here. So um, no, that's to, incorrect. There's this thing called the internet. You can work from wherever you are. If you have a mobile job, but a lot of what I've been doing recently is uh, the real pictures, stuff. Yeah. and that can't be done from Mexico, Steve. Do you want to hire me to come to Fort Wayne next week and do your realty stuff for you? I've got a drone. Uh, last I know I how to checked, use it. I used it in California. Uh, you can't shoot real estate with a 50. I'm sorry, Steve. Oof, I've got a 35. Can you do a 35? Uh, nope. I got I got nope. a 17 to 35. 17? 17 would work. Yeah, I got a 17. Uh, for what I get paid for the real estate would not even cover your gas to get <laughs> from Indy to You just got to line up like eight jobs in one day. Come on. If it happens, I've been kind of waiting to see if I get that many for next week to see if it warranted lining someone up. But I've been able to, I literally shot like 20 houses today and I'm shooting a bunch tomorrow uh, in order to not have to do any next week. Nice. Nice. Way to plan ahead. I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, why don't you get your studio manager to do it for you? Uh, it was a thought. I told her she might have to. If mm -hmm. the if things like went crazy in these last two weeks, um, but so far it's been pretty just consistent. It hasn't been like this steady upswing. Yeah, where every week it gets a little more and more. It's kind of hit a plateau of just like fifteen, ten to fifteen houses a week. That's good. That's good money though. Yeah, it's not bad. If anyone out there's you know thinking like, hey, how can I make an extra buck during the weekday? I'm telling you, I'm thinking about doing like an some sort of a course or ebook or I don't know something. Save it for the Patreon, like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> just like something like how to break into it. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people would find a lot of benefit from that. Dustin, I think sadly we need to say goodbye though now. Bye. Bye. Hi. 
Hi, Stephen, Dustin, how's it going? Uh, keep up the good work with the uh, podcast. I love listening to it, it's so funny. Uh, no one else is doing anything quite like you guys. I've made a cardinal sin, uh, being the Capture One Pro rep for the, uh, for the podcast. Um, I've had to switch back to Lightroom. Um, I, can't, I can't believe I've done it. Um, I hate parting with money, but um, I had to do it to open some um, XT3 uh, RAW files rather than upgrade into uh, Capture One. Um, just wanted to say keep up the good work, guys, and um, speak to you soon. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!